You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines. My name is Joyce DeRiga. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic, and this is where we take an opportunity to go beyond the headlines to talk to the people who are making the news in the Chicago Catholic newspaper. So today for my guests, I have two. We've got Sister Alicia Torres, who's a Franciscan sister here in Chicago and who's on the National Committee for the National Eucharistic Revival. And we also have Cami French, who is um, from Carmel Catholic High School in Mundelein, and she's helping Sister and the local efforts do this really cool um, youth retreat that they're going to talk about that's coming up. So, Sister, is, we've been sort of slow going. You guys have been moving fast on the national level, but it's taken—we got busy, you know, Renew My Church and stuff here. But can you talk a little bit—give people a background on what it is, uh, the Eucharistic Revival, and— um, What's kind of the the level? Explain those levels that each year has a rollout, and then the final is next year in Indianapolis. Sure, yeah. So the National Eucharistic Revival is really um, an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that our bishops discerned um, when 2019 revealed that such a small minority of Catholics really believe in the doctrine of the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, um, and so few people attend mass actually the recent poll or rather data is indicating that after covid post covid we are down to 13 percent of catholics regularly attending mass um, on any given weekend which is quite a low and alarming number and so in response to that there is this beautiful movement that is welling up all over the country the national eucharistic revival being led by our bishops um, creatively being incarnated all over the country in different ways in different dioceses and the idea was to have a three-year movement um, that's deliberately planned out, but then that it not end, but that the grassroots really take hold of it and that it it goes on for years and years and years. And so we're kind of in the middle of the first year, the diocesan year, which is a time for renewal, um, for deepening intimacy of leaders with Jesus and the Eucharist through Mass, through adoration and devotions, so that the leaders are going to be ready to lead in the year of parish revival, which starts this coming June, and we'll be having Eucharistic processions mm. at parishes all over the Archdiocese of Chicago to kick that off. Opportunities like small groups, more adoration in parishes, helping people to discover what the Mass is really about, the great mystery of what happens at every Mass, that we relive the Paschal mystery with Jesus, and we come into such deep um, intimacy with our Lord. And then from there, moving towards this uh, year of mission in 2024, which will have this cumulative or culminative point in Indianapolis with a National Eucharistic Congress, which we haven't had one since the 70s. And by the way, the last time we had one, a Eucharistic Congress in the United States, the stage was shared by now St. John Paul II and St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So we're hoping to see lots of saints wow. raised through this Eucharistic revival as well. But the mission of the revival is that the hearts of every Catholic be set on fire um, through a personal relationship with Jesus and the whole Eucharist. And then we go out to the margins to share our Eucharistic faith and care for our brothers and sisters in need. So 
the relationship with Jesus as the body of Christ and then sharing in his mission, which is to bring the love and the gospel message of joy and peace and hope to the world so that we're all kind of moving towards this goal of heaven forever. You know, I know I've told you this before, but we, um, when we do stories about the Eucharist or one time we did, um, we asked for, uh, readers to get in touch. Like, why do you go to daily mass? And we got the most responses we ever did. And it's always about transformation and it's always about the, you know, healing. And it's often like a passive healing. You don't even have to sit there and talk. You just sit there and listen. And, you know, I mean, that's the Eucharist, right? It's the source and summit of, but we take it, we take it for granted. So it's, it's definitely overdue. So I got some dates on the, so on the local level, we've, we've got some things coming up. We can talk about real briefly. Um, there's going to be the archdiocese for those who don't know all this inside baseball is divided into six regions, vicariates. And so each region is going to have in March a, um, Vesper service, Am I getting that right? Is that Vespers? Yeah, it's in the evening. Evening prayer um, with their local uh, auxiliary bishop. And then, you know, I was talking to Bishop Lombardo the other day, Bob Lombardo, who's the um, also on the National Committee. He's the founder of Sister Alicia's community over in West Humble Park. And he was explaining that this is a time where the bishops can talk to the leaders and to the people about... Um, the Eucharist and Pope Francis's letter about the Eucharist and how uh, the Eucharist is an important part of our, our faith life and through that journey and truly to try and inspire them and 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 on that level and then it will lead into some sort of event coming in the fall maybe around September which will be similar to uh, to one that happened at the beginning of Renew My Church where people gathered at the Rosemont Convention Center for a couple of days of mass and, <clears throat> excuse me, formation and discussion and fellowship and stuff like that. So it's exciting to see because I know that they were, our local pastoral staff got uh, inundated with the end of Renew My Church mergers and a bunch of other things. So it just got kind of, the timing got a little bit tough. But there's also you and Cami are working on, which I'm I'm excited for. It's a, a it's a youth retreat, not young adults, right? It's a youth retreat. Yes. Okay, tell mm-hmm. us about that. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just launch us off, and then Cami, I, I'd love to hear her thoughts too. But we're going to be hosting this major retreat for um, rising juniors and seniors in high school, June 23rd to the 25th at Carmel Catholic High School. Um, and it's really been in our own way here in Chicago, a movement of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to like toss it over to Cami so she can say a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, last summer, I was reading more uh, about the Eucharistic revival as it kicked off and um, really reflecting and discerning about what role Carmel Catholic High School would play in this and how we could really help our young people be a part of this. And um, I I found out that Sister Alicia was obviously heavily involved and um, knowing her from working together previously, I just felt prompted to reach out and I said, Sister, um, you know, I know this is coming up. I know you're involved. I feel this um, deep desire that, that our young people at Carmel Catholic somehow can play a role or somehow be impacted by this and involved. And uh, it was almost instantaneous. Sister w- said that she had some great ideas and um, 
we connected and um, the retreat was really born of that collaboration. And so uh, we're just thrilled that we'll be able to support this mission and be a part of this important work. Are, do you have an outline yet, sort of, or are you still kind of putting together the format? Yeah, we do. We do. We have, it's a three day, so it's a Friday night through a Sunday afternoon. And it's, in a sense, like a, uh, an intentional catechetical build up for the young people to really get to know who Jesus is, get a sense of, okay, what is it in my life that kind of prevents me from having a personal relationship with him? So not helping them to become aware of sin, to shame them, but to invite them into a freedom from that sin and freedom for um, the adventure that God has really planned for their lives that he wants to be on with them. And then an opportunity for a, a very powerful, deep encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist, both in adoration and at mass, which is the source and summit of our faith. Bishop Grab, Bishop Lombardo will be there. Cardinal Supich is working on getting it in his calendar. Um, and then we have several of our really young dynamic priests that will be preaching as well. We've got some of the Carmelite friars that will be involved. And this Carmel Catholic High School staff is incredibly dedicated and incredibly invested in making this work. So we're just super excited about it. Is it going to be an overnight retreat or will the kids come in each day? I'm just asking because Mundelein's next door, but I don't imagine they yes. can really offer lodging. Maybe, but... I just get excited about the idea that they're there for a weekend and they, you know, they get saturated, but they will anyway, but. Yeah, Mundelein Seminary has been very helpful with us, very collaborative. I think they're um, really in support of the mission of this retreat and the charism of the retreat. And so um, we have an arrangement with them for some of our young people who will be coming from farther away um, to stay overnight at the seminary. And then local students will, um, commute from home back and forth. Sister, did I didn't look this up, but didn't we like years and years ago, didn't the archdiocese do one of these like Eucharistic retreats or like once or twice yeah. a year, right? Well, years ago, um, when Father, when Bishop Bob, then Father Bob first came to Chicago, he teamed up with Father Joe Noonan at the time in the vocations office. And then Father Steve Bauer was recently ordained. They had just been in Germany for World Youth Day. Mm. And they were just like, we need to do something in Chicago. And so uh, working with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal and the Youth 2000 movement, they were able to bring that retreat to Chicago. So we did have it for a few years here. So yeah, this retreat will be very much like that, um, but with a local team. Um, you know, who in a sense are closer to where our young people are at and have a sense of, of how to reach them with the message of the gospel. So it is, it's super exciting. Sure. I mean, life's different today and they're different, but I kept thinking, I remember how wonderful those retreats were and how, you know, you could just see the kid, you know, the kids are glowing when they're done with the, um, you know, the time with Jesus and, and um, so it's exciting to see that that's going to happen. And it's an, obviously it's a natural, uh, natural time to do it with the, with the Eucharistic revival. So, um, okay, we're going to take, before we go to take a break, I'm going to plug the newspaper and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about um, everything that's going on with the revival. But don't go away yet because I want to tell you to subscribe. For those of you who are listening or watching on YouTube, check us out at chicagocatholic.com. You can subscribe for $30 a year, believe it or not. That little bit of money supports our ministry to share the good news in the Archdiocese. We come out about every two weeks. We have an e-newsletter that comes out about three or four times a week. You can also follow us on social media and obviously on this podcast. And 
We will be right back with Beyond the Headlines. Thank you. Don't go away. Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. Make a difference every day by working in Archdiocese of Chicago schools, parishes, and ministries. Join us at our career fair on Saturday, February 25th in downtown Chicago. We are hiring full and part-time positions for roles from teaching to finance, administration to pastoral care throughout Cook and Lake Counties. If you have recently graduated or are exploring a job change, serve your community and build your career with the Arch. Find more information at archchicago.org. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can stop elder abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. Welcome back to Beyond the Headlines. My name is Joyce Deriga. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic. And today, as our guests, we have Sister Alicia Torres and Cammie French, her full name is Camera French, from Carmel Catholic High School. And we're talking about the National Eucharistic Revival and specifically what's going on here locally for the revival. Now, Cammie, you work, well, Sister Alicia, you do too, but with the young people. So I'm wondering, can you... are they hungry for the Eucharist, do you think? Do they do they need to know more about the, what the Eucharistic is? Many of us do. Do you think that they're they're ready for this kind of message, whatever we're trying to reach them with when, when it happens? And, the, and that's coming up when again? June? Wait, when? June 23rd through the 25th. June 23rd, mm-hmm. okay. 
Yeah, I, I love this question. I think that I've worked with young people for over 20 years, and um, I feel like I can and honestly say that there's always been a hunger from young people um, for our Lord. And um, I know that maybe this is a common repeated phrase, but since the effects of the pandemic really took hold on them, um, I see that hunger so much more clearly on display. Um, they're searching, they are um, anxious, you know, there are, there are a lot of reasons to be concerned um, for young people today, but I think there's also a lot of reason to be hopeful and joyful. Um, I see it on a daily basis at Carmel Catholic. There's a deep openness um, and a deep receptivity um, to learn and to experience and encounter our Lord. And so I think that, you know, providentially this retreat comes at a really good time. Um, uh, I think it's, again, always good, always a good time, but this in particular, um, seeing them come out of the pandemic, displaying the effects of um, isolation and some of their fears that were compounded. Uh, I really just think that this is, this is perfect timing for this. And, um, we anticipate that there'll be a great response from our own high school of attendees. And I think that they'll really be edified by meeting other teens from around the archdiocese, learning um, how wide the church is and connecting with others in that way. And then really just growing closer to our Lord um, together with young people from around the archdiocese. So I think it's a perfect time. How about you, Sister Lisa, from your view of working with young people? I mean, I absolutely agree with Cami. You know, I, I work a lot with much younger students, so she's with the teens. I'm more with yeah, lower with kids elementary, now, yeah. but I think there's a very similar um, effect of COVID and that the lack of uh, personal relationship or like the underdeveloped ability to actually have a, a, an interpersonal connection with another human being, um, you know, from wearing a mask and not really seeing a person's face to being behind a computer screen um, and being expected to to learn and be educated that way it was a really tall order for any person but particularly for children and adolescents and teenagers um, so i have a lot of hope that this retreat will really help our young people like kimmy said to see how big the church is that they're not the only ones right. that care about their faith um, and that they're not alone. I think so many young people feel alone and they feel like they don't belong. And we want them to know that they're never alone. The Lord is always with them and we want to accompany them and that they do belong and that their home is the Catholic church and that we're going somewhere. We have a path and we know where we're going. We're headed to heaven and that they can be saints. Like that's what we want them to know. They can be great saints. Um, and do very small things and perhaps big things with great love. Um, so the message is really simple, but I think it's just very, they need that encouragement. Like they're not getting it from the right. world yeah. and we need to give it to them. Absolutely. So for folks who are listening, there is a website. It's not quite, well, when you get this, this is, we're pre-recording this. So when this airs on February 21st, it might be completely populated. But if you go to Eucharistic Revival, chicago.org and you can see this should be up there and some of 
the the mm-hmm. Vesper services should be up there. Also, if you just go to chicagocatholic.com and type in Eucharistic Revival, all of the we tag the stories like this, so all of the stories you can are up and you can keep track. But Sister Alicia, there's bigger ways, right? Like so the people can be connected to the revival through that you have different newsletters that are out there once a week. You have a Lenten thing, am I not mistaken? Yeah. Yeah, so the National Eucharistic Revival on the national level has a national newsletter that's free for any Catholic, for any person really in the country. And we apparently have international subscribers as well to connect with. And so that's a weekly newsletter that offers inspirational, formational, and informational content. But it's really meant to build up the grassroots, to inspire people, to connect people, um, to read the stories of others who have had an encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist that has changed their lives, but also to deepen in their faith their faith journey to understand better. What is it I believe? Oh, is that what that means? And then to get a little bit of encouragement about what's happening around the country. So if you go to eucharisticrevival.org, you can subscribe for free. And we're launching Lenten content actually this week. So we'll be walking through Lent through the lens of the corporal works of mercy to help people to start to make that connection between that that personal relationship they have with Jesus, it can't just be me and Jesus. It's me and the whole church. It's me and the whole world. You know, so what does it mean to live a Eucharistic life? And just like Jesus pours himself out for us in love, that we're called to do that for one another. Um, and we have this wonderful tradition of the works of mercy in our church. So what better way to help people to start to see um, and make those connections between what happens on Sunday at Mass, what happens in the Adoration Chapel, and what that means for the rest of my week and the rest of my life. I'm excited, to be honest, because I think often I think adoration is the you know, best-kept secret of the, <laughs> in the Catholic faith. I mean, it's quiet time. You get to go and, and spend time with Jesus. And if you're antsy sometimes like me, you can pace the chapel. It doesn't matter. You don't need to—there's no, no wrong— no wrong way to do it, but it's a quiet time. It's time without your phone. You know, it's time without the TV. It's time without people pinging you on emails and just to, to bond with the Eucharistic Lord. But even helping people understand the Mass better, that the, that there are possibilities. This is down the road for us in the Archdiocese as the plans for this year develop. is very exciting to me because I, I'm sure both of you have this experience, but I, I talk to people and they just don't they they don't know that there's nothing in the mass that we do is is arbitrary. You know, there's a reason we kneel. There's a reason we stand at this point. There's a reason Father's vestments look like that. There's a reason we stand at this podium instead of that podium, and that has a name. And you know, there's there's relics inside every altar, and you know, it's just such a rich faith, and it's not boring. And I don't know how we got here, but the fact that you know, that Pew study called our attention to that. That was Pew, right? Not Gallup. Pew. Mm-hmm. That there was such a falling off in the real presence of the belief in that Jesus, who we consume in the Eucharist, is really Jesus, is is something that um, is ever important to get back to. So, so talk to me about... Um, I don't know what's on your hearts that I'm missing. I mean, we can talk about what's going on with the revival, going on with what's going on in Indy next year, what we should expect, or if there's something you want to talk about that's different. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Cami? I'm just constantly reflecting, and I appreciate, um, you know, the the list of things that you shared just now that 
um, so much richness in our mass and in our faith. And um, I really affirm that comment. I, I can think of story after story of, you know, when we bring our students into the chapel um, and teach them about what's in front of them and what all the symbols mean and, um, you know, the beauty and the richness and the, the roots and scripture of our mass, um, they're always, they seem almost surprised. And even maybe kids who've grown up Catholic or, um, I don't know, it's like they hear it with new ears as they, as they mature and, um, you know, not to say that they didn't learn it when they were younger. And, you know, I think some people get worried about that. They say, oh, these kids went to Catholic school for so many years and, and they don't know these things. It's not that they don't know them. It's that they are hearing them with fresh ears and with fresh minds as they grow and mature. And so um, that is just such a privileged position um, that I consider those of us in high school to be in, to walk with young people and to share the richness and the beauty of our faith with them. Um, and so, yeah, I just think that this, this uh, you know, although the Eucharistic revival may be had its genesis in an understanding that, you know, from that Pew study, um, I think that, you know, th there's so much hope there. There's so much goodness and um, such an opportunity. And I see that just so prevalent with our young people. Um, they want to know our Lord better and they want to love the church more. And, um, you know, I just even if it's as simple as walking our students down, we, we, um, at Carmel Catholic, we will have adoration of the blessed sacrament, um, periodically throughout the school year. Um, a couple times each semester we'll, we'll have, um, adoration throughout the day and end with, um, benediction. Um, and, you know, we'll bring our students into the chapel and have them just put their phones away. They don't have mm -hmm. their phones. They just come in and before the Lord and the, and then when we debrief after that, they say things like they feel so free, they feel so calm, they have so many questions and they're able to get in touch um, during that time. And so, yeah, I just, I, I really affirm that instinct of yours. And I, and I think I, I, I know that I see it on a daily basis. Well said. Thank you. We have two minutes. Yep. Alicia, sister, sorry, sister Alicia, okay. do you want, I've known her. For those of you who are listening, I've known her before she was Sister Alicia, so sometimes I forget Sister, but I am completely appreciative of the Sister part. <laughs> part. Uh, any any last things? Any last things you want to direct people to before I do one more plug for the newsletter or newspaper? And yeah, then we'll just thank you so much, Joyce, for having us on, and you know, just want to really speak a word of encouragement to the entire Archdiocese of Chicago. You know, it might look grim and sound terrible. Thirteen percent of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday. But we can look at that as an opportunity and a reason to allow the Lord to stir up our zeal and set us back on fire to bring the gospel to our brothers and sisters who are far from the church. And let's remember that young people have a lot of energy and there's an opportunity here to invite the teens that we know in our lives to come to this retreat in June and allow them to bring the fruit of that back to their high schools, back to their parishes, because that's one of the great gifts of youth is that enthusiasm and that Amen. energy. And as we know, when we get older, we might still have the joy, but we don't have the energy. And we really need to allow these young people to take a place in the church that's rightfully Amen. theirs, that the youth 
that the youth have to bring something very beautiful to us. And so, you know, Cami and I are just really hopeful that everyone that's listening can help us to spread the word um, and bring young people. Don't just tell them to register, get a group together and bring them yourself and accompany them on the journey. Amen. So check out Eucharistic Revival, Chicago.org or ChicagoCatholic.com. I, I was getting confused there. This happens on some days. And um, this is Beyond the Headlines. My guests were Sister Alicia Torres and Cami French. And let's pray for this and let's pray for all the fruits and the excitement that's going to be setting the arch on fire this year. So I appreciate you all being with me. Take care. I'll Thank see you so next time. Much.